Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, 
in New York City on the plaza with the view. His parents were screaming Harvard, but he was just looking for you. He came by for a Shabbos. We stayed up way past two. We spoke about a life of meaning, 'cause he was just looking for you. 'Cause he was just looking for you.
JM in the AM. Modet done by Mordechai Shapiro. Before that, Matt Dub with AFO. You heard Tfilala Chaim done by Shlomo Katz. Eighth Day had Tatanyu. Yachad done by Barry Weber. Avremel had Tanya. And of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this November the 26th, day 28. In the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5780. Tough Shin Pei. 44 degrees here in New York with 79% humidity, winds of southwest at 4 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high of 59, then tonight, mostly cloudy, low 45. Clouds for tomorrow, high 57 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 75. We're at 44 in New York as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Welcome to a Tuesday, everybody. Dr. Mayor Abitan visits us later. We have the Yeshiva League Sports Update in the 7 o'clock hour. Plenty going on, as you would expect, here on a Tuesday. Thanksgiving fast approaching. We are here Thursday and Friday. You may be off. If you are, take the day off with us. Why not? I want to thank those who've been contributing to our year-end fundraiser as we get closer and closer to to Giving Tuesday, which is one week from today. We'll be broadcasting from uh, Gotta Get a Bagel out in Woodmere, a six-hour broadcast, a marathon broadcast, you might say. Uh, in honor of Giving Tuesday, encouraging everybody tuned in and to following us on social media and those who want to see us just keep going strong uh, to give and contribute before the end of 2019. And I want to thank those who uh, who just uh, who've recently returned their envelopes with generous donations. We've got we've gotten Baruch Hashem inundated uh, overnight with a whole bunch of stuff, and it's much appreciated. Believe you me to help everybody keep going here at the JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. It's a Tuesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up if you keep it here at JM and the AM. This comes from Levy Cohen. שאלות בחיים שלא נותנות מנוח מלחמות בעולם לא צריך לדאוג דאגות על המחר קצת לא בטוח השכנים מרעישים לא צריך לדאוג והלחץ בכבישים אז תעצור לרגע גם אם קשה לך אל תעצור תמשיך לרוץ אם תיפול אז תקום לא קרה כלום
Let me tell you about the world we're in. Come listen, my dear children. Or you can ask the question, it ain't no sin. Just how did the world begin? Who made the darkness and the light? A million stars to shine at night. Got them all to work just right. It had to be Hashem. Had to be Hashem. Made the oceans and the fish. Candy bars and licorice. And all he did was make a wish. It had to be Hashem. Time to think it through. Cause even though he's out of you, he's there alright. And he's watching you. Who taught the birds to sing their song? Made the giraffe's neck real long. He even taught us right from wrong. It had to be Hashem. Had to be Hashem. Made the trees and flowers grow. The rabbit fast and the turtle slow. All the colors of the rainbow had to be Hashem. Now that it's plain and clear to see, I'd like you all to join with me and get the whole world to agree how everything came to be. Made the planets and the skies, the valleys low and the mountains high. Well, look in the Torah, never lies. Had to be Hashem, had to be Hashem. Who made the sun, who made the moon, lightning flash and thunder boom. He even helped me write this tune. Had to be Hashem. And who else could we ever find to create souls for all mankind? And furnish them with thinking minds. Oh, it had to be Hashem. Oh, it had to be Hashem. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, 
J.M. and the A.M. Animam and done by the uh, Waterbury Yeshiva here at J.M. Tuesday morning broadcast. Before that, you heard the uh, you heard the um, a selection from Benny Friedman Tashiru that's brand new. We also did his Ivri Anochi, which came up during the conversation with him here in the studio last week, you may recall. Mazel Tov done by Ellie Marcus. Journeys with It Had to Be Hashem. You heard Levi Cohen in there with Matana and opened up that set with Mordechai Shapiro and Moda here. At JM in the AM Tuesday morning broadcast with 44 degrees sunshine and a high temperature of 59. And the big news of the day is that Dr. Mayor Abitan is visiting us this morning with an important discussion about heart health. Uh, he is uh, one of the world's top heart surgeons, and he has, uh, as you can imagine, stayed up to date all through these decades on everything having to do with taking care of one's heart and how to treat one's heart from a medical perspective. 
And uh, there are some new developments and some interesting opinions now in the year 2019 going into 2020. We'll discuss that with him coming up at about 7.35 this morning right here at JM in the AM. Elliot Weiselberg, the brand-new papa, he and his wife Amanda had a brand-new baby boy on Friday, and he'll be doing our Yeshiva League sports update this morning coming up at 7.20 Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. Galit's on in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up as uh, Naftali Bennett, Nayela Chaked, and I'm sure many others are deciding how to approach this third election that's going to be happening in the state of Israel. So our news from Israel is coming up next. And as I said, Yeshiva League sports update <laughs> happening here in the 7 o'clock hour at 7.20 this morning here at JM in the AM. We're building up to Giving Tuesday. A week from today's Giving Tuesday. We'll be broadcasting from the five towns. At Gotta Get a Bagel, a uh, six-hour extravaganza from 6 a.m. until noon. Uh, one week from today, I want to thank those of you who've been giving, even in advance of Giving Tuesday, at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday's next. We say Boker Tov from JMM. Galaitzal, אחרי חמישה ימי שתיקה ובתום פגישה עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו, יושב ראש הכנסת יולי אדלשטיין מביע תמיכה בראש הממשלה. כתבנו הפוליטי מיכאל האוזר טוב. נתניהו ואדלשטיין נפגשו הבוקר ושוחחו אחד עם השני לראשונה מאז הגשת כתב האישום נגד נתניהו. בסיום המפגש הוציאו הודעה משותפת בה נאמר, אנו קוראים לאחדות בליכוד, יש צורך להוריד את הלהבות, להימנע מפיצולים ומריבות פנימיות ולהתייצב מאוחדים אל מול האתגרים העומדים בפני התנועה והמדינה. ובינתיים חברי הכנסת מגישים הצעות חוק לקראת הבחירות, ובהן הצעה של חבר הכנסת מיקי זוהר מהליכוד לקיצור תקופת הבחירות ל-45 ימים. חבר הכנסת חילי טרופר מכחול לבן לא שלל תמיכה בהצעה זו. אנחנו נתמוך במהלך אפשרי מבחינה פרוצדורלית ובעיקר מעשית. זה לא בעיה פוליטית, ואני חושב שצריך להיזהר מפופוליזם, 45 יום. זה אולי הדבר שהיינו הכי רוצים, זה יחסוך לכולם את עוגמת הנפש, אני לא בטוח שמערכת הבחירות יכולה להתארגן בתוך זמן קצר כזה. אנחנו כבר דיברנו עם ועדת הבחירות, אנחנו בבירורים, אנחנו רואים לתשובה סופית. תמיכה בטרור והסתה לגזענות. הפרקליטות הגישה כתב אישום נגד יושב ראש ארגון להב"ה, בנצי גופשטיין, בעקבות התבטאויות ברשת ובכלי תקשורת. עורך דינו איתמר בן גביר אמר ביומן הצהריים, מדובר בניסיון השתקה. זה יום עצוב לדמוקרטיה הישראלית, יש לנו איזושהי הידרדרות בעניין חופש הביטוי שמגיע עכשיו לשפל, ושמי שעומד מאחורי ההחלטה הזאת זה לא אחר מאשר שי ניצן. כשאני קורא את כתב החשדות שהופך להיות כתב אישום, אני פשוט מתבייש, אפשר לא להסכים עם זה. אפשר לחשוב אחרת מבנצי גופשטיין, אבל בגין זה לקחת אותו לדין פלילי. ידיעה שהביא כתבנו יובל הראל. מדד ג'יני לאי שוויון עלה בשנה שעברה אחרי שלוש שנות ירידה רצופות עם נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי לפי נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, משק בית בעשירון העליון מכניס יותר מ-40 אלף שקלים ברוטו בממוצע בחודש, יותר מפי שמונה ממשק בית בעשירון התחתון עם 4,786 שקלים. שלושת העשירונים התחתונים מוציאים יותר מהכנסתם, ההוצאה הגבוהה ביותר היא דיור, ולאחר מכן תחבורה, תקשורת ומזון. תינוק שרק נולד אובחן בטעות בשלושה בתי חולים כסרבן אכילה ואכן לא קיבל טיפול רפואי מתאים. מיכאל, אביו של התינוק, דיבר עם אמיר איבגי. 
עברנו קרוב לחצי שנה של אשפוזים מתמשכים בשלושה בתי חולים. אנחנו מתחננים שיבדקו לעומק ויראו מה יהיה שם בפנים בתוך המעיים, והם מתעקשים שלא, הילד שלך סרבן אכילה, פשוט דוחפים לו בכוח אוכל לתוך הבטן, כשלמעשה לאחר מכן התברר שהייתה חסימת מעיים מולדת. ידיעה של כתבנו לענייני בריאות, מאיר מרציאנו. חודש אחרי שהפסיקה את הטיסות לתאילנד בגלל היעדר רווחיות, חברת ארקיע תבטל גם את הקווים לקודשין ולגואה שבהודו. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מוסרת שהביטול צפוי להיכנס לתוקף לקראת חודש מרס הקרוב. מארקיע נמסר שההחלטה התקבלה בשל סיום העונה. תחזית מזג האוויר מחר יהיה מעונן ויש סיכוי לגשם מקומי בעיקר בצפון ובמישור החוף. אלה החדשות שעורך דני זקן.
לאחוז במקדש, שייבנה מהר כבר בימינו. קדוש ההר והמקדש, ממנו נתפלל, נזקף הוא המקום, ירושלים. מחוף אל חוף נפליג אל העתיד והעבר, ובהר נובע מעיין המים. רק שואל מתי יבוא גואל, רק ניסה עיניים, נמחה יחדיו כפיים. J.M. in the A.M. with Lipa, that's called Kaf Al Kaf. Before that, Avremo, you heard Avram Fried both with Bring the House Down and Kapara to open up the 7 o'clock hour. J.M. in the A.M., well, as we've been telling you, uh, Amanda and Elliot Weiselberg, they are brand new parents of a brand new baby boy as of this past Friday. And now it's time for Elliot's Yeshiva League Sports Update. Could you imagine with all the craziness and busyness that the Weiselbergs have had, uh, as you would expect, Elliot has prepared a Yeshiva League Sports update for us Tuesdays at 7.20 Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. Here's Elliot Weiselberg in our Yeshiva League sports update at JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. First, please allow me to say thank you to you and to everyone who has reached out to myself, my wife Amanda, and our families to share in our simple. In just a few hours, I will get to bring home our little bundle of joy and welcome him into our lives. It's been a crazy few days, and I've had less sleep in the last four days than I have had in a very, very long time. But despite that, I have not taken my eyes off the goings-on in the Yeshiva League, and as the news cycle goes on, so shall we, in what will be an abbreviated Tuesday morning jam in the AM. Sports Update. Straight ahead, we'll run you through the scores of the week heading into the Thanksgiving break. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weisselberg. 
We'll start off in JV Hockey, where the SAR Sting and DRS Wildcats stay undefeated, both taking 4-1 wins over the defending champion Kushner Cobras. The losses drop the Cobras to 2-4 on the season, and the schedule does not get any better for them, with also undefeated TABC as their next game in a rematch of last year's JV Championship. TABC remains atop the West, tied with Frisch after taking two on the week, knocking off Ramaz and JEC. In the East, YDE rebounded from their drubbing against SAR to knock off Magan David 9-3 to remain in firm control of the two-spot in the division. They are currently tied with Flatbush at six points, but Flatbush has three more losses with YDE holding the tiebreak. Moving over to Varsity, no earth-shattering results on the week. MTA plays two close games, losing 2-1 to Ramaz last Tuesday night, but defeating North Shore by the same score in overtime last night. At the top of the West, Kushner saw the same week, losing to undefeated SAR in Riverdale, before traveling to Long Island to hand Rombaum their second loss on the year. In other action, TABC rebounds from their early stumbles, taking two wins, knocking off JEC and Ramaz to jump over the 500 mark. As we near the halfway mark, TABC is the only team in the West other than the undefeated SAR and Frisch with less than three losses, so a good stretch is all the Storm need to truly erase the start, and with Kushner and Frisch coming up in the early part of December, a few wins, and they're back in contention for the division. Over in JV Basketball, Frisch leads the week with a 3-0 stretch, downing Heschel, Hillel, and JEC along the way to jump to the top of the West at 4-0. Currently, four teams in the division have zeros in the loss column. TABC at 3-0 after wins over Kushner and previously undefeated SAR. MTA at 3-0 after also dropping Kushner and Ramaz at 2-0. In the East, Hank took their first two wins on the season, defeating Rambam and Derek Hattora, and Shari Tora jumps back to the 500 mark, knocking off Hafter 51-34. In varsity basketball, a light week with eight games on the slate. Rambam avoided dropping behind Hank in the standings, defeating the Hurricanes 47-45 in overtime for their second win on the year. Shari Tora kept YDE behind them thanks to a 65-63 victory, and Heschel and Hillel both stay undefeated, each taking victories over Ramaz in the West. Behind the Heat duo and TABC, there are six teams within two games of each other, and none of the teams close to hitting the halfway mark. So as we enter Thanksgiving week, there is still a ton of action left to happen in the MYHSAL Varsity Basketball League. With a shortened week ahead of us due to Thanksgiving, the Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update will take a short break and return in two weeks' time. Hopefully by then I'll be able to get some sleep, although something tells me otherwise. And that was your Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. man 
J.M. and the A.M. with Shlomo Katz. Yismach Melech is the uh, title track to that album. On a uh, J.M. and Tuesday, my thanks to Elliot for the Yeshiva League Sports Update. Dr. Mayor Abitan is in studio. He'll be joining us coming up here at J.M. and the A.M. As we discuss heart health and uh, knowing uh, how long I know uh, Dr. Mayor Abitan, probably other topics as well, but we will concentrate on the health of the heart and some of the recent developments that he feels is, is extremely important for everybody, including people, and maybe even especially people in our community to know, uh, developments that have uh, occurred in 2019 and things we could expect in 2020. I want to thank those who've been contributing to our JMDM end-of-year fundraiser. Thank you to Judy Solomon, a five-times high donation from Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, thank you to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hack of Flushing, uh, who have sent in a donation. A thank you to... Uh, to Leonard Rudin, uh, who's um, donating in honor of Ariel and uh, Philip Rudin. Much appreciated. And Anonymous has donated uh, in memory of somebody who passed away this past year who loved listening to us every single day, especially Friday mornings. It's somebody who passed away in Maine. As we always say, if you want to dedicate part or all of a JMN broadcast to uh, somebody whose yard site is being observed or in honor of someone's birthday or any other special occasion, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. All the information is there under sponsorship opportunities. Plus, don't forget, Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. We're doing a six-hour extravaganza, including Jam in the AM from Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere, encouraging a lot of wonderful community leaders to come in and discuss why it's important to support this amazing digital radio effort. And uh, and we're hoping that uh, all of you out there, out there will respond, that you'll encourage other people through email and social media to respond uh, to our campaign as well. So Giving Tuesday is one week from today. Got to get a bagel. Thank you to Joel for opening up his uh, his establishment for us. Uh, our uh, makeshift studio, or our mobile studio would be a better way of putting it. Our mobile studio will be just there at the entrance of Got to Get a Bagel in the Woodmere. And again, that's 6 a.m. until 12 noon. One week from today, on Tuesday, December the 3rd. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zeb, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Mishnah tells us in Perkyavos, whoever has these three traits, a good eye, one who doesn't begrudge his friend, a humble spirit, a meek soul, one who is satisfied, with whatever he was blessed, are among the disciples of Avram Avinu. Whoever has three other traits, an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, and a greedy soul, is among the disciples of Bilam. Avram Avinu was the symbol of tzedakah, chesed, benevolence, and loving kindness. Bilam was the exact opposite, the symbol of evil, selfishness, and negativity. Our Chachamim specified these particular character traits will define the great difference between good and bad, as opposed to others who follow in the way of Avram Avinu, one who begrudges others, even though he may excel in other mitzvahs between man and God, is considered to be among the disciples of Bilam. It's noteworthy that our Chachamim do not cite Tfiluth Kavana diligence in Torah study, halachic discussions, as the contrast between Avram and Bilam. This teaches us a very important lesson. The essence of man is defined by his character attributes, 
his good midos. They are what transform a person from a simple individual into an exalted personage. Negative character traits, on the other hand, diminish the individual and make him small. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the father of the Muslim movement, says that midos are man's treasure. Although man expends much effort to amass material possessions, even foregoing his honor, an individual who is on a higher spiritual level realizes that it's not the gold, the silver, the jewels that define the person, but his Torah and Masim Tovim. One's time would be well spent acquiring good midos, improving our character traits. When a person works on himself, he has distinguished himself from others. There is the Sefer, Shulchan Aruch Lamidos, which is an interesting code of Jewish law that directs us in the appropriate use of one's character traits in the service of Hashem. For all of us, we who every day are a work in progress, we continue, especially during this time, to work on our Midos Tovos, to refine our relationships, Bein Adam Lechavero, thereby bringing peace and unity to Klal Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday on this 26th of November, day number 28 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5780. And um, we're here in studio. If you want to watch uh, today's conversation, I recommend you do. It's facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Again, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, plus, of course, uh, all over our platforms, the Nachum Siegel Network app, nachumsiegel.com, our listen line, and about a million other varieties of ways you could access us these days. Uh, well, when I was uh, in conversation a few days ago with Dr. Mayor Abitan, and we were uh, discussing uh, some of our favorite things, music, heart health, nostalgia. Um, he offered at some point during the conversation to actually show up live in studio here at JM and the AM. And I jumped at the opportunity. See the smile on my face world. I jumped at the opportunity to take advantage of his offer. And I'm still in shock that he made it here this morning. I'm so happy. You cannot imagine Dr. Mayor Abitad. Welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you. Thank you, Nachum. It's a, really, it's a pleasure to be here. And I jumped at the opportunity to come back and see my great old friend. I appreciate that. And uh, normally, as I said to you off the air, I would start with your bio and titles and all the distinguished uh, uh, things that you've done in your career medically. But I don't know. In this case, I figured I'd start by telling people how we know each other and why this is such a great day for me uh, and hopefully for you as well. Uh, we met a long, long time ago, a long, long time ago, when both of us were dreamers as teenagers. Right. And you were a dreamer who had a couple of things in mind. Certainly medicine was a big, big dream of yours. I remember, in all seriousness, uh, the day that you were accepted to the medical program that you were so much hoping you'd be accepted to as a teen. And, of course, me, me not being the academic had, had trouble appreciating it, but was very happy for you, I must say. <laughs> and I, as you know, had this dream that you, you went through with me of being some type of presenter, announcer, using my voice as a teenager to just, you know, we, and we used to have fun with that, etc. Uh, and, of course, thank God, 
uh, we both ended up um, uh, having a good portion of our dreams come true with the different things that we've pursued over the years. So we know each other a long time. Plus, 30 years ago this month, 30 years ago this month, you sang Kishoshana when Stacy Siegel walked down the aisle. I don't know if you remember that wow. day. Wow. <laughs> I remember the day. That's a I long- didn't realize it was 30 years. 30 years this month. Imagine that, huh? So we go way back, to say the least. And many of you, of course, who are fans of Jewish music are very familiar with the name uh, Mayor Abitan, who still, once in a while, right, once in a while, can be asked at a chuppah or at a... Uh, or at a simcha to, to get up and, and do a little ditty, right? <laughs> for, for sure, anytime. <laughs> and there are recordings, of course, that have Mayer on it. Uh, but you, you've you spent the bulk of your time, you've told me the last 26 years or so, mm-hmm. uh, doing specific heart health medicine, uh, helping people uh, who've uh, experienced either heart episodes or might be afraid that one day they might experience a heart episode, uh, deal with their medical situation. And all this training and all this experience you have has now gotten you to the top of the industry. What were you telling me? What position are you in Lenox Hill now, is it? So I'm at St. Francis St. Francis. I don't know why I said Lenox Hill. <laughs> I'm now vice chairman of cardiology. At vice Saint chairman cardiology, St. Francis Hospital. And that's located? In Roslyn, New York. Wow. In Roslyn, Long Island. Right. And it takes a while to get to that position, right? It takes a few years. It takes a number of years. It takes a number of years to get to this position also. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> And what is, in fact, the, the, the ladder of success? What does it look like? You start, what, in, in private practice? You start associated with a hospital? What were the early parts of your career like? Look, the, the early parts are going through med school, studying, staying up all night, taking call, uh, going through internship, residency, fellowship, <sighs> yeah, starting off working for people and, and, and you know, being a slave. <laughs> Taking every shift they ask, right? Huh? And uh, and really, it's it's not really work because if you enjoy what you're doing, right. you're never going to work. Right, you haven't worked it in your right. life. Right, it's amazing. But yet, some of your days could last forty eight hours. Okay. Clearly, all right. But right. you know what? When you're dealing with people and when you're enjoying what you're doing, and you feel the you feel the the the, the appreciation from people, and you feel that you've really changed something and done something positive for the world and that that person in front of you right you you don't feel the fatigue the young person in medicine today goes mm-hmm. through the same thing it's the same type of schedule same schedule and I, I, I don't know one might think that you know somebody who's on very limited sleep would be very limited in what they could do to help people that's not the case well, it's not the case for, for multiple reasons. In our training you were allowed to be up for 48 hours 72 hours you could just keep on going. But uh, now they have rules of, uh, I think it's 24 hours on and 24 hours off. Mm -hmm. I think you're not supposed to, most of the shifts are 12 hours. I don't remember, I don't know the exact numbers. What was the benefit of making people stay up 72 hours? What was the, what was the thinking then? I think, you know, we always used to say the the best child abusers are those who were abused as children. (laughs) (laughs) So because they went through it. Right, they went through it, we had to go through it. And then they realized that there was a fatigue aspect and people were not making the right decisions at 36 hours. Right. Those, those are really the rotations. Was, they were 36-hour right. rotations. And at that point, they changed it, I think, to, to maximum 24 hours. But you had to sleep. I think that you have to sleep eight hours. I have to ask my children. I right. have two children who are now doctors. So. They're much more familiar with, right. the, new, with the new stuff. Uh, Dr. Mayor Abitan is here. So at what point in your career does that sort of 
drift away and you get into a regular schedule? Is it many, many years down the road? So you never get into a regular right, schedule. because you're always on call right. and, and there's stuff in the middle of the night. I get that. Right. But it, things must be different schedule-wise today than they used to be. Sure, sure. You're not, you're, uh, you're not being told by everybody where to be and what to do. Right. And I, everyone's, everyone's life is different as a physician. So my, mine is that I, I go to an office from nine to five. I see patients. I take one day off a week where I just operate and most evenings I operate. So I'll go in and do angiograms, stents, uh, rotobladers, rotorooters, whatever on people's arteries. And, uh, Tuesday is, is heaven. Where I just operate from morning to night. Which you enjoy. Which I enjoy. I enjoy. And is it possible to, I mean, this is really putting you on the spot, but I'm so curious. Mm. Is it possible to run an effective, observant Jewish family when you're on that type of schedule and they rarely see you day and night? It is. It is because it's a, it's a um, number one, it's, it depends on who is your family, who you've married. It's a mission. Right, and it's a mission which you they do, buy into, which they buy into, right. and you do together. And so, um, I'm blessed that my my wife Debbie not only understands what I do, but I sh- I should say what we do. Because right. she now works in my office. Oh wow, that's cool. So she's there all day. She's meeting the patients. Many of the patients, and I I don't even like the word patients. They're my friends, and they've become our friends, and they interact with the office and with Debbie and. It's it's become a beautiful thing. And some of them are telling her that you saved their lives, right? Which is pretty cool to hear, right? Right. right. Which is amazing. Uh, Dr. Mayor Abitan is here. And what prompted this, this visit is that, I mean, I think anybody out there who's familiar with, you know, maintaining heart health is essentially familiar with two areas. Number one, um, if people pay careful attention to what they eat, to how they live, uh, to what they do and don't do with their body, to the way they exert or don't exert their body, they, 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 then they're basically familiar with you know what in that category has to be done to maintain heart health. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the majority of people don't follow it. I don't know if it's the majority of people in our community who don't follow it. I don't, I don't know. But I do know that there are some people who pay very careful attention to those types of things. Um, and that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is that if something does go wrong, or if someone is suffering some type of heart disease, then people like you step in. And they may recommend you know, a regimen of medication that might help the heart disease. There may be an episode where you have to go in and, as you just said, clear out an artery or put in a stent, etc. And it sounds like, based on your, this intro here, it sounds like you're doing a lot of that. Like it's still, there's still plenty of stents, plenty of clearing out arteries, etc. going on. Right? Right. Okay. And one of the first things I remember from years ago was that the stents and the general exploration of the heart switched from uh, from what, however was being done to the to the wrist. Right, that was a big deal when you started. And how long ago was that that all these all these procedures started? About fifteen years. Fifteen years ago, and that was I mean that's an incredible development that you're able to go in through someone's wrist, get to their heart. Well, tell me what happens. You go in with what and and what happens? You, you take a small little catheter, you insert it into the, the wrist right over here in the right. radial artery, and there's a catheter that goes right up to the heart, a little tube as a catheter. Through that tube, we take pictures, and through those pictures, I can even show you. And there were pictures and cameras even 15 years ago? Sure. That's when it started? Sure. Amazing, I'll tell you. Sure, and then, you know, we can hear. 
There's a gentleman who's walking up the hill, actually going to Mincha and Shabbos, and <laughs> had a little chest discomfort. Can you pick this up on the camera, Yoni? And if you look hard at, to get, hard no, to get there. Can't. Okay, but uh, there's a little here. Well, I'm looking at it. Oh, there's a block. Oh, a regular guy like me could actually see a blockage. There is a blockage. I mean, it's you, supposed you, to be black and come come all the way right. through. The the the, uh, the contrast makes the uh, the blood look like you know this black tube, and then. And what do you consider that? What percentage block do you oh, consider? Oh, this is this is 90, 95%. And then here, through, we put a teeny little wire, 14 thousandths of an inch. Through that, a balloon and a stent, which is a coil that's mounted right. on, and I'll show you what that looks like, mounted on the balloon, and then voila, open. Totally clear. Before and after. Unbelievable. <laughs> and how long does that procedure take? This procedure takes about a half hour to 45 minutes now. It used to take many more uh, hours. Now, when, <laughs> when the patient is there, yeah. And you dis- and you discover this, and I would assume you tell the patient, you know, you have a blocked artery. And then they go ahead and ask you what percentage block. Because, you know, the general person knows that, you know, just from the cursory uh, knowledge about the heart, you know, we know that there's mm-hmm. a, you know, that that's a dramatic thing, you know, what percentage. Would you tell them 99%? Would you sure. say that? You'd say that to no, them. No, look, you're, you're truthful. You're telling people. And but you you it depends how you cushion it. You know, you have to be nice. And ni- and, and, and 99% means that the person is just completely lucky. And We're I, on the brink. But I know I know that. But I don't know. It seems to me I've heard too many of these 99% stories. Am I just – have you seen 30%? Have you seen, sure. Have you seen 70%? Every day. You see, so why do I always think that whenever someone tells me a story like this, the story's always 99%? They, they like telling you the 90, 99% stories. Listen, most people are not 99%. Most people are 80 to 90, 80 to 95%. But why doesn't it? And, and believe me, I'm thankful, as right. I'm sure many others are, to God that it doesn't breach 100. But why mm-hmm. is it that so many of them are in 90s? Like, does it stop at a oh, certain point? Does no, it? no. Of course, there's there's a major reason. Because we all live in denial. We don't realize our symptoms. The symptoms are subtle. People are short of breath when they walk uphill. Had a gentleman from Israel come in maybe uh, five days before Yom Kippur. He says to me, "Oh, I said, why are you here?" He says, "Oh, you know, my daddy he have uh, he have a heart attack at 65." I said, oh, "Okay." And he goes, "My brother he had bypass 62." I said, "Okay." And he goes, "My younger brother, 55, had a heart attack and stent." I said, "Oh wow! So uh, why are you here?" He says, "I'm 58. I feel like sandwich." <laughs> I said, okay, uh, are you having chest pain, shortness of breath? No, 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 short, I'm a little fat, I'm short of breath, I walk upstairs. I said, I said, okay, so uh, I listened to him. I didn't really think he had anything. Right. And he was really... He looked, minim- he, he looked was, healthy. He looked okay, he looked healthy. He was really minimizing the whole thing. He had a stress test. It was very abnormal. He had an angiogram. He had a 90% blockage. He saved his own life right. out of the fear that he may also suffer from the same right. disease that his family suffers. So now you've answered my so, question. The reason so many we were in the 90s is because people wait until, quote unquote, the last minute. Right. Two weeks later, he right. calls, I call him. How are you doing? He says, oh, I'm feeling good. He goes, you know what? I said, what? He said, I'm not short of breath anymore with the stairs. I said, wow. He says, yes, and I'm still fat. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Pe- we blame our symptoms based on what we think may be causing them. Right. I'm overweight. I'm old. 
family, older, family history. We forget about family history. Mm. We're short of breath because we're a little we we're, right. we're a little overweight and we're uh, we don't exercise. I don't go to the gym, so I'm short of breath. So when you were saying earlier, yeah, uh, you know what I enjoy doing. Yeah, I enjoy helping and fixing people, but I my major enjoyment is prevention, teaching people what to do. So eat properly, but most important, exercise. Thirty minutes a day, walk. The American Heart Association, the American College of Cardiology says two and a half hours a week. Do some type of aerobic exercise. You're supposed to get your heart rate up to 110, 120. Okay, but just start. Do something. And, and all that can reverse things or prevent things? How would you classify Prevention it? for sure. It, there are a lot of other things as well. Body mass index less than 25, meaning you know having somewhat of a, a svelte look, you know, not, not too heavy. Right. Um, a balanced diet. You don't have to... You don't have to abstain totally from meat and fatty foods, but something in balance. Within the reason. The Rambam says the shvil hazav. You know, right. you have to be somewhere in the middle, within reason. And um, watching 40% of us are either diabetic or pre-diabetic now. So you have but to for watch. for the same reasons. Same reason. We're eating too much sugar. You know, we should be little bit less on sugar, starch, cake, cookies, candy, bread, pasta, potatoes, Shabbos, Yontif. <laughs> wow, it sounds like you memorized that list. <laughs> just flew out of my head, doesn't it? I can imagine. Dr. Mayor Abitan is here. And now the real reason that you're here today is because um, somebody like yourself, who has always been at the forefront of all these procedures that we just described, stent, balloons, and all the other stuff that you're, you're an expert at, uh, you claim that now when someone walks into your office and there is a and there's a and there's a problem there's an obvious problem uh, an obvious problem that almost immediately would have gotten them onto the operating table right a problem that would have gotten them a procedure from you and your staff mm -hmm. now you might take a breath and say you know what we're going to try a different strategy f with you uh, Mr. patient and what is that that is that last uh, Shabbos on Saturday at the American Heart Association meeting. There was a breaking trial. It's called ischemia, the International Study of Comparative Health Effectiveness with Medical and Invasive Approaches, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Ischemia means lack of blood supply. They, they took the, the acronym. It says lack of blood, blood supply or a decrease in blood supply to the heart, that's muscle. What, that's the, that's, that's the what blockage. the word means. That's yes. blockage, right? That's yeah. blockage. So... It was a very interesting trial. It's, it, uh, it was a trial of over 5,000 people, 2,500 in each group, and every single patient had an abnormal stress test, a significantly abnormal stress test. Half were put into the invasive arm, the traditional, let's do an angiogram, let's look for a blockage, and let's fix it, okay? And half went into the arm of, let's try to be very aggressive about medical therapy, and let's see what happens. Which means exercise and the way you eat. Exercise, no, also maximal medical therapy. So these people Maybe. had to be on a lot of statins, the Lipitor, Crestor type drugs that lower cholesterol dramatically. They had to be on beta blockers, which slow the heart. Oh, wow. They had to be on nitrates, which dilate the heart. All of these medicines have some side effects as well, but maximal medical therapy, low blood pressure, low heart rate, things like that. And they were looking to see how the patients did. Now, just a caveat, which I'll, I, I, I probably will get to a little later, is that there were exclusions. 
And that's what weakens the study a little bit. But you have to exclude. You're dealing with human beings. Right. So the exclusion was if they had a significant, during the angiogram, oh no, well, if they had, uh, during their studies, we were able to figure out that they had critical left main, greater than 50% main artery, okay, if they uh, had a previous bypass or a previous stent in the last six months to a year, if they had, if they, the, the sicker patients, if they had a weaker heart muscle, they were excluded from the trial immediately. Got it. So what ends up happening is those people were never even thrown into the pot. So it's very hard to say that every person walking in fits into the trial. Right. You have to fit the person in. Mm -hmm. But for those people who fit in, they were able to show a non-inferior comparison of medical therapy to stent, meaning the people did not necessarily live longer or do that much better if they had the intervention or if they were treated medically. Wouldn't one then conclude that if they're if it's that close, right? Mm -hmm. if it, and essentially, it sounds like it's pretty close. Isn't it just easier to do the stent or to you know give them whatever procedure is necessary to get them back on their feet? So that is that is now. There's a lot of debate over this. The reality is that most people would not need stents, would not have blockages if they would go to the gym an hour a day and they would eat properly and watch their blood pressure and make sure their blood sugar is okay and do all the right things of, be, of maintaining but a healthier now, but, life. But now in this study, you're asking people who've already experienced the symptoms to do it, people who have this, this what you would call questionable stress test. To Correct. Do. And in a study type environment, it's a test tube laboratory right. environment, people will do it. The question is, will people do it on the street? Right. No, I hear that. But, but, but also what you're saying is that if both these groups end up, let's say for argument's sake, both mm -hmm. these groups end up equally, medically, medically equal. Right. For argument's sake. You know, the stent people doing great a year later, the, the exercise diet people doing great a year later. Then obviously what we, since, since we don't walk around with, with, with stent capability for ourselves, right. but we do control what we eat, one would hope, we control what we eat what kind of exercise we get and how active we are. Hey, folks, you know, here's an entire group of people just like the stent people who are now doing great. But but look, if, if this, they would have done this 20 years ago consist consistently and maintained it, they never would have had this abnormal. They likely would not have had this abnormal stress. Test. Right. So that that's the way the media is spinning it. The problem it is— It sounds like a good way to spin it's, it. It's a great way to spin it. The problem is that— um, that it's a it's a bit of a spin. What happens is the these people have blockage. Right. They have blockage that's potential for causing a heart right. attack. And you're still saying use that road right. of, of and, diet and nutrition. And these people now need very frequent monitoring. Right. So unlike the guy who has the one blockage gets stented, we know they're okay, etc. Now we have another problem. We have a problem here is how often do you have to watch them? And right. in fact, the curves started to separate at four years. So. You're great for the first four years if you're aggressive about it, but then the stent people start to take off and become better after four years. So there's a lot of analysis here. What's nice about this is it gives us an option when we can, and this most important point, I must tell you, we have a lot of listeners right now, the person must be rendered asymptomatic. Right. A person must be able to not have his symptoms to be in this study. Right. And the medical arm, if they still have symptoms, they must go to for their intervention. You know, I, I'm forgetting we're just here, you know, bantering, joking around, two friends. But there are people listening. Yeah. If a person's not feeling well, please go back to your doctor. Go back to your cardiologist. Do the procedure, please.
because it's important. And there's an additional thing you're saying. Mm -hmm. If you do take this route under medical supervision and you drastically, you know, change the way the way you go about your day, let's put it that way, diet, nutrition, fitness, etc. Nonetheless, you must go to your doctor regularly. You, you must make sure every, I don't know what you would recommend, every three months, six months, whatever it is, you must be at that doctor and at least get the vitals you know, analyzed to see if you're doing all right or not. Correct. And in fact, more so if you're on the medical arm. Right. That, right. That's my point. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That's my point. Absolutely. You know, what's nice about what this trial helped somebody last week. Right. Because usually a person would show up to a hospital as an 84, 85-year-old gentleman did to a week and a half ago, presents to the hospital in congestive heart failure, weak heart muscle, catheterization, horrible blockage, tight valve. The man is begging me he wants to walk down the aisle of his granddaughter's wedding five days from now. He needs bypass surgery and a valve operation. It's going to put him out of commission in the hospital at least seven to ten days. He'll be out of commission for six to eight weeks to recover. What do you do? Well, when you analyze the data, his arteries were not acting up. His arteries were stable. It was all about the valve. The next day, we put a valve in from the leg. He left the hospital, Erev Shabbos. He walked down the aisle. <laughs> I videoed him walking down the aisle <laughs> at his granddaughter's wedding. I danced with him at the wedding four days after the operation. Unbelievable. Because we didn't have to fix the arteries. The arteries were unfixable with stents. They would need bypass. Right. But he didn't need it because we have data to support us. So this is important data for the physician to help the individual. And now we can provide personal care, personalized medicine. Right. It's about your situation, not just what we do for every situation that comes in. Right. Understood. Um and, and and again, you would say that is a new development. That yes. is a. It the, did not always work this way because I I I would always suspect that this type of direction was always taken, meaning that you know you would make a a judgment with your physician, you know how to how to proceed, medicine again, fitness, diet, etc. Um, but what you're saying is that 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 um, um, strategy was way by the wayside compared to get in there, clear everything out first, meaning surgically, and then we'll deal with you know how one recovers from all of this and what they need to do further. Me- me- medical therapy was a preventative strategy. Right. It's now become a therapeutic option. That's right. the difference. Even when one is sick. Even when one is That's sick. That's the difference. As the long difference as because the medicines... Who, act, act, who have actual real symptoms. Because the That me- normally would have gotten them into the operating yes, room. Yes, because right. the medicines today are so much better than the medicines of 20 years ago. And right. the medicines of today can now take away the symptoms. Again, reiterating, the symptoms must go away. Right. If the symptoms are still there, do the angiogram, do the stent, do everything you need to do, right. follow the advice of your cardiologist. All right, cool. I think we've gotten to the core of this issue, and that is that when the, when the medical um, uh, evidence shows there is a problem, mm-hmm. very often, if not always, we, the person would end up in the operating room. Right. Now there are options. Now you can analyze with your physician all the numbers and data and all the situations regarding your own personal valves and arteries and make an evaluation of how to do it, especially, as you just said, with the advanced medicine in 2020 that we now have. Right. Correct. Woo! 
I, I never was able to make it through ninth grade bio, but I made it through this, Amitad. I'll tell you, I have an opening, by the way, right after we can speak about that. Uh, unbelievable. Now, you know that, that it's funny hearing you speak about all this because your favorite thing is to do surgery. A favorite. I should be careful how I say that. One of the things you like most because it helps people immediately get back on their feet is to do surgical procedures. In fact, at the beginning of this conversation, you said, you know, one of your one of the things you love about Tuesdays is you're in surgery all day. Right. So uh, listen, th- I enjoy this, the this talent. This might lessen the number of surgeries That's you're doing. That's great. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy fixing when it needs to be fixed. I most enjoy seeing that man walk down the aisle. Right. In other words, it's Which the would not outcome. Have been possible. It's the outcome. Right. It's, it's seeing a person living his life. It's seeing that person uh, affect all the people that are that 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 need them. Right. And it's a it's a mission. It's it's enjoyable. Understood. You showed me on your phone earlier what looked like a um, what looked like literally. Uh, the view of what the camera has when they're in someone's artery. Would that be the, the way of putting it? <laughs> so we have a new technology. It's called OCT. In fact, St. Francis Hospital is is literally a world leader in this technology. And it's it's a when we do procedures now, an angiogram is not just an angiogram anymore. An angiogram is a high-tech environment where you take a picture and you start off seeing the picture like I showed you before of the tubes. But then you put in this small half a millimeter camera, and let me show you what you see here. This is a stent that I placed in a patient's arteries, and what, you're, what, what, we are driving through the stent. What looks like string or coil. Yeah, the coil, is the and, and, and ah, someone's and you're get, calling and you're me. And you're getting a call. <laughs> hope it's, it's not an emergency. No, no, it's my brother Chaim. Hi, Chaim. Unbelievable. And you're driving through a fixed artery, and we're checking... We're checking that the stent has perfect apposition on the walls. It's very important to know at the conclusion of a procedure that you've been successful technically. How, uh, how much of a space is that stent creating? That stent, that particular one was three millimeters in diameter. That's we could, a, that's we could do it as small as two millimeters. And if you look carefully, this is what the analysis looks like. So we can see the length of the stent. We could see the type of tissue that's in the in the periphery. Is it calcified? Is it fibrotic? Is two, it lipid? And all these things are treated differently. Two, oh, depending on what it uh, uh, on the condition of the wall. Correct. If we see this big nodule, this rock coming out of the side, you can balloon that as much as you want, and you think you got away with it. That person's not going to do well. You know you have to shave. So what we shave it down with a rotor rooter type diamond tip burr that you burr. There are multiple ways of opening up arteries. We now design the therapy live based on a picture that takes about 30 seconds to take. Unbelievable. It's amazing. Was it's, all this technology developed in Israel or not necessarily? A lot of it was. Seriously? This was. This was. This We, we had Israelis running around the lab <laughs> for about six months. It was a lot of fun. It's America's <laughs> one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, and the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Dr. Mayor Abitan is here. We're talking about heart health on this Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. He is the, he is the, what's the title again? The chief. Malcolm Siegel's friend. <laughs> the chief cardiology. Uh, yeah, vice chairman of cardiology. Is, the vice, vice, vice chairman of cardiology at St. Francis Hospital, uh, which apparently uh, is not in New York City. You can be a leader in heart health without being on the island of Manhattan, huh? Right. 
How do you like that? You're on the island of Long. <laughs> exactly. Long Island. And doing pretty well out there, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Uh, all right, and now we get to the most important, the final and most important part of this conversation, and that is that uh, you you would agree, I think you'd agree, maybe not, you see a lot of patients, you see representatives of every community out there. Um, is it mythical for me to think that our community suffers from these types of symptoms, heart disease, uh, in, inappropriate eating, a lack of fitness more than other communities? Or you would say, you know what, Nahum, I, I've seen it all, and every community is well represented. <laughs> I hear where you're coming from, you know, when it comes to... Uh, Our people? Uh, yeah, Kiddushim, <laughs> weddings, smorgasbord. Shavar brachas. Oh, yeah, baruch Hashem. I mean, people but, make a big deal about Thanksgiving. That's once a year. Yeah. We're doing it like three times a week. <laughs> it's It's universal. It is universal. It's, universal. it's, ev- see, it's everyone. You see every background, the same, the same laziness, and try to take right. care of themselves that we have. But same you know what? I, I think I think a person like you, yeah. and 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 myself, I think we have an opportunity to educate our people, so that the next time we have this conversation, we'll be saying, and the world may be saying, "Wow, you know, for some reason." The, the Jewish people have a lot less wow. than the rest of the world. Their BMI They're is improved. Somehow, yeah, their <laughs> blood pressure is better controlled. They're eating more properly. Why? Because they've been educated. This is all education. I'm amazed on brilliant lawyers, religious Jewish, brilliant lawyers, Real brilliant academics, brilliant academics right. engineers, walks of all life that do not know the basics of why they developed the blockage, why something has happened why they should be a little bit more concerned because their daddy had a heart attack at 50. Right. Or, or you know, somebody had a bypass at a young age. Right. It's education. I, I think, I have, well, the education angle, you're 100% right. I think sometimes it's hard for human beings, I don't know if this is exclusive for our community, but hard for human beings to understand the benefits down the road when they're going through a daily routine of watching what they eat of hopefully exercising, or as you recommended, you know, uh, incorporating walking and some type of movement into their daily mm-hmm. schedule. I think that you know, what, <laughs> sometimes when you walk into an office and they say, "Okay, you got a problem," and in eighteen hours it's going to be fixed because tomorrow morning we're unblocking it. You know, that that's we're we're in a Starbucks, you know, right. environment. You drive in, you get your coffee, you leave. You drive in, you get your stent. You go home the same day now. <laughs> I know it's unbelievable. Right. The um, yeah, I tell you, it's that may be the worst part of it. That the, the, the service in your industry has become so great <laughs> that people are like indifferent when it comes right. to the months and years that it takes to take care of themselves. You but know, Nachum, the- just remember, and I, th- I think about this every day, we could flip back our car out, our car lease every three years, you know, whatever we want to do, we can change our apartments, our homes. We are given one body for this beautiful neshama, right? And that body has to serve that neshama through its life. And if we're smart enough, if someone could educate a person at 20 to start educate, to start exercising, start getting into the 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 the, the uh, frame of mind frame of mind of protecting this one body, right? We'll all live much much longer and right. much healthier and much happier we, lives we, when we're 70, 80, 90, and beyond. We often treat others better than we treat ourselves. Oh, absolutely. We treat our children better than mm-hmm. we treat ourselves. We may treat friends and acquaintances better than we treat ourselves. Right. And we don't make ourselves a priority. Right. And here you need to, it's, it's, a, it's a half hour a day. Right. Give yourself and, and, a half hour. A day. And being a little more thoughtful about what goes into your mouth. Right. 
Right. And you're not telling anybody not to eat anything. You're just saying do it with seichel. Correct. Right. Wow. This is why you showed up to give me Moser on the air. <laughs> I, I, I showed up to, to give a hug to my old friend from Base Brynin and Yeshivat Karabia. You remember where that? We huh? sang together. It was beautiful. I'm telling you, that's what, that's what we dreamt. The two of us dreamt, and thank God, like I say, a good part of our dreams came true. Dr. Mayor Abitan, everybody, uh, today officially here because uh, this amazing study, which does encourage everybody, uh, both in the medical world and as patients, to take a very, very close look at symptoms. And the, don't always conclude that the best thing to do is go into the operating room. There are options, especially with the medicine of today, to, um, uh, to deal with uh, heart symptoms and to improve heart health uh, drastically, simply with uh, exercise, proper diet, and medication. Could be something you want to bring up with your own doctor. And, of course, the second reason he's here is to encourage me and everybody else to incorporate these types of things into our daily lives and not, and not wait for these symptoms to show up. Because if, in fact, a little bit more movement and seichel the way we eat and, uh, and uh, fitness and attention in general is paid to our bodies... Uh, we will be uh, in much better shape, quote-unquote, right. down the road. And there you go. And that's the message of today. Thank you, Nachum. And I thank you very much. And it's fascinating, what you, it's fascinating what you're able to do these days. Can you do surgery from your phone, or you're not up to that level yet? Not quite, but although I did, Have you seen robotic I, surgery? I was done? able to do a robotic stent off of a laptop once, not on a human being, but on a model, and it can be done. And we have robotic operating rooms now where instead of the doctor remaining in the environment of all the radiation, they can actually go into a side room, watch the patient, but control a robot. I, I still I like the tactile feel. You feel the heart beating when you're actually placing the stent. And uh, I, I think it's nice. You know, It's protecting the doctor who's doing thousands of procedures and being radiated all the time. There are better ways. There are other ways of protecting the physician. I, I think the physician is supposed to be in in touch and contact with the patient. Are you the only doctor in the room for a stent procedure, or are there other people at your no, same level? Pretty much the only doctor. The the we we do very complex procedures at St. Francis. So when we do we do procedures that normally need surgery, or where where many people are are uh, transported to us from other institutions where they, where they're not given an option. And um, and in those cases, we do sometimes two physician, where there are two people. And, and those surgeries could last how long? Or they're three, not three hours. So you're not doing nine hour surgeries at any point. No, no, no. Unbelievable. Whole thing is incredible. Continued Hatzlacha. You too. And oh, and by the way, we should mention that you are, are occasionally a rabbinic leader of uh, which congregation in Long Beach? Uh, B'nai Asher, they call it now, my, after my father. Yeah. So B'nai Asher, congregation they can Long find Beach. you there about, what would you say, five to ten times a year in that, yeah. in that area? Uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur for sure. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur for sure. So Long Beach people. Or I should say Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. <laughs> Long Beach people, I'm sure you're very familiar with the Abitans. Don't be shocked if Dr. Mayer shows up at some point, that's for sure. Uh, continued Hatzlacha. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here today. Uh, a wonderful old friend, Dr. Mayor Abitan, with an important message for our community and really for everybody about being heart healthy. You're listening to a Tuesday morning broadcast of JM in the AM. Strangers raising flags Seeing you 
address the nation ranks Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem stone And I've waited all this time See you in this land of mine And I've waited through the ugliness and grime See you in this land of mine
Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh. Yiddelach prepare for Shabbos Kodesh. Joy is in the air for Shabbos Kodesh. Everyone with a soul aflame to meet the Shabbos Kodesh. Everyone with a role to play to greet the Shabbos Kodesh. A priceless gift, a spiritual lift. Everyone finds a way to assist. Do whatever they can do for the Shabbos Kodesh. A pleasure for the Jew is a Shabbos Kodesh. The sky is so blue, blue in Jerusalem, and the wisdom is so high. You can see it in the eyes of the people that pass you by.
Jewish people come home. Yeah, Jewish people come home. Yeah, Jewish people come home to the promised land. Maybe our temple is gone, but there's
caverns open desert tent. History's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load. And brighter than the sun you shine, Jerusalem, you're on my mind, you lift my soul, you echo the divine. providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space Jerusalem to you I turn I trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Hear it echo through the canyons of your mind Until you reclaim the things you've left behind It's telling you this just might be the time Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling
Liebe 
JM in the AM, Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. My thanks to Dr. Mayor Abitan who joined us earlier. Uh, you heard the cave uh, done by um, Yehuda, Avram Rosenblum before that with Jerusalem is calling. Ben Sion Lehrer had Jerusalem. Eighth day had Jerusalem stone. As we had a little bit of a Jerusalem theme here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning with 44 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 59. Uh, don't forget, Parky Synagogue has a very, very, very big Saturday night coming up on December the 7th when Chazan Yitzchak, Mayor Helfgott, and uh, Avraham Fried are together in their big 15th an- anniversary concert celebration. Um, tomorrow, Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky is here in studio, and he may actually bring along, or at least connect us with, some of the special guests who are going to be part of that concert. So Cantor Benny is here tomorrow at um, JM in the AM. Uh, make sure to be tuned in. Reminder that our... Uh, Giving Tuesday takes place one week from today. We'll be doing a six-hour marathon extravaganza from Gotta Get a Bagel in uh, Woodmere, New York, encouraging everybody to give before the end of the year to our fundraiser. want to thank those who've contributed to our fundraiser so far and have... Uh, responded to the mailing that we sent out to our listeners. Want to thank um want to thank Leonard Rudin who contributed in honor of Ariel and Philip Rudin. Thank you very much for that. Uh those of you who have uh, a, a an envelope sitting on your desk, please respond and send in your donations to support JM and AM and the Nahum Siegel Network and those of you who uh are inclined to do so by uh, via the web. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and be as generous as possible. And don't forget that uh, you can sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast by going to fjbunity.org and checking out sponsorship opportunities. Again, fjbunity.org, and click on sponsorship opportunities all right lots of good stuff going on baruch hashem uh a reminder from our friends at art scroll there's a brand new book out there for kids it's called kids cooking with chef shiri kids cooking with chef shiri and uh it's easy recipes fun facts torah tidbits and more done by ephraim harari Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Check out Kids Cooking with Chef Shiri. And when you're at checkout, use the promo code radio. Use the promo code radio and save 15% plus free shipping uh, at artscroll.com. So, again, use the promo code radio and you'll get uh, 15% off plus free shipping if you use the promo code radio at artscroll.com. All right. Lots of good things going on. Uh, make sure you have the best and most reliable SIM cards, iPhones, and uh, MiFi cards when you're traveling to Israel. Visit groupsim.com and order everything you need from one convenient and reliable website. 
Use promo code NAHUM at checkout and save 15% off your order. SIM cards, phones, and MiFi cards for Israel at groupsim.com. That is groupsim.com. All right, more coming up here at the JM and the AM as we continue until 9 o'clock. A reminder, one week from today, we are going to be at uh, Got to Get a Bagel for a six-hour extravaganza. It's a Giving Tuesday marathon that we're going to be presenting between 6 a.m. and 12 noon, and I certainly hope you'll join us, and I certainly hope you'll be one of our year-end contributors to our campaign. Uh, information, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Simple as that. And uh, this is a brand-new one from Benny Friedman. Oh, one second. This is a brand-new one from Benny Friedman at JM in the AM.
שוב מאיפה באת מי אתה לאן אתה הולך כולנו ילדים שלך
גדולה להיות בשמחה, להיות בשמחה תמיד. כי על ידי זה יכולים להביא את הגאולה, להיות בשמחה אפילו. בתוך
שלם לו חצי, זהו כוח אדיר לעולם, הוא מאיר יהודי, זה הכל, לעולם לא ייפול, זהו זן ישראל פורחת, צורחת, ממש מעל כולם, ואת הדלת היא פותחת, לכל מי שרוצה לבוא לך, לכל מקום שבו תלך, כולם יודעים שבניסים הוא מתקיים, ואת כל מי שרק תשאל, תשמע שעם ישראל J.M. in the A.M., brand new from Benny Friedman, a song entitled Yehudi Huhachi here at J.M. Yehudi Zehachi here at J.M. 
Mordechai Shapiro, a classic Ivdu before that. You heard Joey Newcomb in there to be a Yid, and Benny Freeman's Kulanu Neilech opened that up. Tuesday morning, JM and the Amor to wrap things up on a Tuesday. Reminder, tomorrow, Cantor Benny Rogaznitsky is in studio, and he has promised that uh, some special guests will join us either live in studio or via telephone. We are very much looking forward to that, as Parky Synagogue has a major event coming up on the 7th of December, a great concert with both Cantor Yitzchak Mayor Helfgott and the one and only Avramo Avram Freed. It's all happening uh, the 7th of December in our show. All about it happens tomorrow morning at JM in the AM. Udi Davidi wraps up a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you as your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. 
Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Tuesday for us here at JM in the AM. Don't forget you can uh, sponsor part or all of a JM in the AM broadcast by going to fjbunity.org. fjbunity.org. A week from today, we've got our big Giving Tuesday uh, fundraiser. I hope you'll participate. We'll be live at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere. Join us between 6 a.m. and 12 noon on a very special Giving Tuesday. Tomorrow, we're back in Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky is our guest. Make sure to join us as we talk about that major event at Park East Synagogue. Have a, a fabulous Tuesday. And until tomorrow, Nachum Single reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.